0: Listening to Soul Knox podcast, and I'm your host Carl. Hi, and this is episode number fifty-eight. This is a second episode of the week this week, and uh, this one is the this month's episode of Horror Hotel with my friend Mike Purdy. And uh, this week we are discussing the classic horror movie, The Fog, from 1980, directed by John Carpenter. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite carpenter movies. It's one that I go back to repeatedly and that I love very much. So it was a lot of fun talking about the fog and uh, yeah. I guess that'd been the first time Mike had seen it since he was a kid, so it was kind of like uh, almost even a new watch away for him. So you know, um yeah, it was great. And um so that's what's going on uh right now and um uh, our next horror hotel, which will be out in September, is going to be Demon Night. Um, so, yeah, if you like that movie, uh, check it out. Uh, watch the movie before we cover it next month. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching it. I'm going to be revisiting some of the episodes about it that were on. Um, on uh, There's a podcast called Dads from the Crypt that covers Tales from the Crypt. Um, and they also do have a. Uh, partnered podcast called how not to make a movie podcast which is done by the guys who produced tales from the crypt um from season two onwards and uh uh gill uh, adler and al Katz. and um yeah they those between those two podcasts you get a lot of really cool information about the movie and uh yeah i've listened to interviews with uh ernest dickerson the uh amazing director of of uh, Demon Knight, who uh, of course did stuff like Juice and was the cinematographer for a lot of Spike Lee's movies and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, we'll have a lot of good information about Demon Knight for you for next month, so uh, uh, wait for that. Um, and uh, yeah, as far as anything else for the podcast, um, the, the uh, Sunday episode, um, so coming week, is going to be a Matt Prizo um with we're talking about his new album cast down to rise above uh or cast below to rise above sorry um from sick and um yeah and uh also speaking of Matt at he has been doing uh some amazing artwork for some issue uh demo issues i'm doing uh releasing old demos from about over a decade ago um from my project for Colossus and um he did the first two, and he's just finished a new artwork that, uh, that I just put out for a demo compilation of two demos called The Garden of Blood and Bone and The Crimson Queen. And these demos, um, essentially, uh, yeah, two, two ones that I'm very proud of. Uh, Garden of Blood and Bone is based off of, some of the book of that name written by uh, Nikolai Frisvold, Frisvold about Paulo Mambé. So it's about a lot of that kind of stuff i bring a little influence of voodoo and satanism as well into it um but yeah it's one of the more unique demos i think i've ever made and one that i really felt like i was channeling some type of um outside energy when i was making it the crimson queen is entirely about babylon and lilith and uh, the dark goddess as a force and uh, all the different manifestations of this dark goddess archetype um archetypical force so the demo is entirely about that, and um, uh, I felt like it was a good combination, combining them together. Um, musically, they, they go pretty well together um, uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, they're both uh, part of a period of time where I was really pushing myself uh, artistically and musically, and very proud of the work that I did on those demos. They're also the ones that had followed up the Poison of God demo, that I had released last time, so, um, yeah, and, you know, the next, uh, next thing, two things that can be released with Matt's art are both going to be, uh, compilations, so, yeah, what, and, will uh, release probably an episode on Patreon about, uh, those, those compilations, um, so yeah, so check it out at vrkloakos.bandcamp.com. Speaking of my Patreon, I have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash podcast. It's $2 a month. I do at least two bonus episodes, um, and I try to do more when possible. So, uh, yeah, my goal is to have two to four at, least, at the very least two. So, you know, $2 a month, you get at least two extra episodes every month. And, um... Yeah, right now I have like kind of like a monthly kind of update episode and I'm doing a monthly series about Dracula movies. The next one of that is going to come out is going to be about Horror of Dracula and Brides of Dracula, the two first Hammer Dracula movies, uh, which will probably come up um, a little later in the month, uh, I assume. Uh, yeah, probably towards the end, uh, just because of some issues with uh, finances and stuff and uh, also... I was going to have uh, Ralph on, but he can't make it, so I'm just going to record it by myself, probably, unless I find somebody who can come on with me. Um, so yeah, so we're getting into the Hammer era. Uh, the last one I did was with Brandon about, um, Brandon Legion about uh, Universal Dracula, so uh, yeah, now we're going to get into uh, to the Hammer era, which is going to be across the next three episodes, so then uh, I'll be getting into some cool stuff from the 70s after that. But, um, so yeah, check it out. Uh, so, um, patreon.com forward slash soul knocks podcast. And speaking of Brandon Legion and Ralph, um, I have part of a uh, podcast gang called the Horsemen of the Podcast Apocalypse. Um, you can, uh, um, and, and we are, uh, every other Monday you have, um, Brandon Legion with Horror Wolf 666. Every Tuesday you have Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Schmidt. Every Wednesday you have Everything Went Black with Mike Hill. And Mike and I do a uh, kind of ongoing series split between Everything Went Black and Soul Knox talking about the work of Carl Edward Wagner called Darkness Weaves. The next episode of that is going to be out on Everything Went Black in the next few weeks. Um, Every Thursday Mike Hill is back with Necromaniacs with uh, Mike Scandato and Jeff Kashid. And then uh, every Friday, you've got Break the Apocalypse with John Draper. And then um, at intermittent times, we have Iblis Manifestations with Cheyenne of Trivax. Then I also have my uh, other associated podcast, which is My "Celium Signal with Constantine Tuanhovi from the uh, um Collective. And uh, we will be doing a, uh, another episode with, with Constantine here soon, which will come out later on this year. As of right now, we're pretty much booked up through October. I am going to be doing some double episodes um, throughout the next two months as well. Um, and then I'm going to also be recording, uh, to kind of get caught up, but over the next two months I'm going to be recording the episodes for November and December. Uh, because my work is very busy in that time. So I want to make sure that we don't have any uh, interruptions in the, in the stream, if you know what I mean. I Not to be ahead um so yeah so that's everything you can follow everybody on social media you can follow me finding my name or at under denver underground radio which is the online radio station i run we have shows every tuesday and thursday both of which start at uh, 9 p.m mountain standard time 11 p.m eastern standard time tuesdays is darklands which is my show which is black metal death metal dark ambient at thursdays my show with my friend ken which is dark wave goth post-punk all that kind of stuff and, uh, yeah, you can listen to those, uh, on those times live at DumpforUndergroundRadio.com. And if you follow us on Instagram, you can see all our set lists and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think we got all the plugs in now, so we're going to get into the episode. So, like I said, we're covering, uh, Thought the Fog with Horror Hotel with my friend Mike Purdy. Hope you guys enjoy. Hail Satan. <laughs> it's uh, back to the horror hotel today and um with uh with uh, mike purdy and uh we're covering um covering the, the fog from 1980 this 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 month um what well, was uh you haven't seen the fog in a long time right no since
1: i was like 10 so 31 years ago
0: yeah that's a long time dude yes. <laughs> That's a really long time now I've not seen his movie. Yeah, right. I
1: forgot how good it was.
0: Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean I um my dad loved this movie like um uh, a lot. Like uh, I think it was one of his favorite Carpenter movies, really. I mean Oh nice. Yeah, I mean he was a fan of Carpenters, like, you know, and um, you know, I saw all the you know, Escape from New York and all that kind of stuff they live and you know a lot of those ones and later on when i was a older i watched halloween and stuff on my own but um but my dad definitely like he loved the fog he used to watch it a lot and um so yeah i grew up watching this movie and i'm a big fan i mean i watch it i watch it pretty regularly i mean i watched it just a couple years ago like before this last time and um yeah i try to watch it every few years pretty much right um this um 4k restoration Blu-ray that you got me is like, uh, amazing. Like the, the color and everything like just really look, it just really looks good.
1: Yeah. Even on like the 4k, like just itself, I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, like the color really pops.
0: Yeah. it's really good color. It, it cleans up the picture without like, um, like showing too much in certain scenes, like where there's like, they have a good, like, you know, like with like the, the ghosts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah, I was I was really impressed. And it has a ton of so many special features on it. Like, I couldn't end up watching all of them. I watched a couple of them. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so much on this. Like, you got... Like, I mean... If I remember correctly, so there's like a fucking audio commentary of John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Another one with Adrian Barbeau, Tom Atkins, and Tommy Wallace. There's one, two uh three four five six documentaries about the movie making a movie interviews right. of like jamie lee curtis a scene analysis by john carpenter which I, i'd be curious to watch
2: oh definitely
0: and then then it has the horror horrors hallowed grounds one with the malfunction guy which i've already seen I, and i did rewatch that but on his youtube channel so, okay um before doing it but yeah so i watched a few of the documentaries and everything and uh yeah definitely a lot more to dig into on this blu-ray i mean it's a lot right so you get, you get a lot of a lot of bang for your buck with that with this with this new 4k uh release <laughs> yeah it was worth the 35 bucks yeah this is really nice but yeah like i was saying um let's see the fog came out in 1980 as directed by john carpenter stars agian um figure let's go through the cast It starts Adrian agent as Stevie wayne tom atkins is uh nick castle which is kind of funny that he's yep. named nick castle obviously because right that's a nod to to the famous nick castle who played the shape in Halloween one yes that uh, one of the um i was a that band that, that they have that um they even mentioned the band in the movie that it was uh tommy lou wallace and nick castle and john carpenter the the um fuck i'm trying to think what the band is called oh fuck Co- coops or something like that coupe de ville the coupe de villes Coop-de-ville. yep. yeah which they even mentioned in the movie like um <laughs> at one point i gave john like and now the coupe de and yes um you got jamie lee curtis as elizabeth sully Hal holbrook as father patrick malone Janet Lay as Kathy Williams and uh, Nancy Loomis as Sandy Faddle. And those are like, kind of, I guess, the uh, the main court cast. Right. Um, yeah, it was a uh, uh, cinematography done by Dean Cundy, who um, has done a, a, a lot of stuff like um, after this, including like. Um, I think well you I mean he had already done Halloween with with John Carpenter, but then he went on to do like Escape from New York, Halloween two, The Thing, Halloween Three, just a ton of stuff. Right. The cinematography. Like he's you know, he did Back to the Future and Who Framed Robert Roger Rabbit and yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and then edited by Charles Bornstein and Tommy Lee Wallace, who I think Tommy Lee Wallace also did the production design as well. Um, and yeah, it was released out of Avco embassy on February 1st, 1980. So, and it was a success because it, uh, it's budget was 1.1 million and it made 21 million. So, I mean, I think they did pretty good. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so the, the plot is pretty, I mean, the thing about this movie is it's very like linear and one thing goes on, builds on the next thing and it's very easy to follow. I feel like,
1: yeah,
0: absolutely, dude. Um, I love the opening with uh, they open open with like the kids by the campfire, like listening to the guy telling, like kind of like telling the story. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Very atmospheric, like introduction to the movie, which really sets the, the pace. That yeah, this is going to be a kind of old fashioned ghost tale in a way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah.
2: Dude.
0: Um, and actually, this this whole scene was actually a late addition after their first oh, cut yeah got it. So this was that was done in the reshoots and they just did it in the studio um so i wasn't part of the original original movie okay um, yeah when they first when they first did it because like when when they first um did the first edit on the movie i guess john carpenter and tommy wallace and and then we we're like I mean, this doesn't quite work. Like there's something missing. Like the movie wasn't quite working. I guess. Right. And so they did reshoots, and some that was one of the reshoots, and, and some of the um, some of the other scenes later on. Uh, they added uh some some this added some extra stuff like, particularly like some of the more, like um there's like a maggot like zombie face later on. They added some a few things to the, to the end. I'll check it. I'll mention when we get to them. Cool. But um yeah, which I think. I think what well, i think what they added adds a lot more um i guess like tension or you know like suspense so i think that's probably what they there's missing is that without the scenes you can imagine maybe maybe isn't like as suspenseful as it could be yeah um but yeah then like you're basically introduced already to um kind of at the start like with adrian barbeau like kind of doing uh talking like on the radio like she runs uh the uh radio station outside of the lighthouse basically um and um out, outside of antonio bay northern supposed to set in northern california but actually is filmed um not far outside of la actually right um on the coast out there but yes uh so antonio bay california and you have adrian barbeau kind of talking about stuff on the radio and um and um so you're kind of introduced to to her already from the beginning doing that and and he kind of really smartly shows like the the town it's nighttime like you're getting these shots of like the town like and the the art the color design and all these shots i thought was really beautiful like you'd have a shot where it's like um lighting that kind of has like a red and a green colors like on either side like kind of it feels very like argento or like italian in a lot of ways like with the coloring yeah. in this part um but i think it's a great way it's kind of introduces that antonio bay itself like the town um and it kind of like um you end up like you start you also see like the you get introduced also to hal holbrook's character is the priest because one of the first things you see in this whole shot of showing the town is john carpenter himself like playing the guy like kind of the handyman at the church right yep and um and then he's like closing down the church and he goes up to hal holbrook and asks about getting paid <laughs> i thought that was hilarious he's like come in at five tomorrow <laughs> exactly i almost feel
1: like that's like an homage just to john carpenter like making the original halloween like
0: uh oh, we don't need you till this time yeah so he's like he, like then it does that and and we're in New South Holbrook, and you uh, know uh, everyone's listening to the radio or whatever. And um, and we see shots at the town, and a weird, weird stuff starts happening. Um, the first thing is there's kind of like a, a thing where basically um, a piece of the rock falls out of the side of the the church, and Brook go, goes up and he finds like a uh, a journal in there, it appears to be one of his ancestors, and all you right. see. You don't see everything yet, but you see just like a part that says between twelve and one is the time of the dead or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so like you're already shown that okay, it's twelve o'clock and all this weird stuff starts happening throughout the town. Like we're, you know, we see like um lights turning on and, you know, the car alarms going off and I like the whole scene like in the um I really like the scene in, inside of the grocery store where the guy's kinda closing it down and weird stuff's happening in there.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Like, I forgot. Like, when I watched that movie, since it's been so long. I was waiting for like something to happen, or like somebody came out from the freezer or something.
0: Yeah. One thing I like about this introduction is that you—it's a really smart way of introducing the town, um, introducing like you get introduced to most of the, the main characters, um, and then you're also like from the get-go, it's like something weird's happening. You know what I mean? Like it, this movie doesn't doesn't like doesn't go like is there or isn't there or nothing? It's like, yes, there is. There's weird stuff happening already, you know? Yep. <laughs> and um yeah, like you see, um um you also introduced to Nancy Loomis's character, like and I think it's funny because she literally has like a chair move in front of her and stuff like that. And she's kinda just the next day is just kinda like, Yeah there's just weird stuff happening, you know, like didn't really talk yep. about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like maybe she's not just going to I think maybe people people might have been able to see oh maybe it was just a uh, you know maybe it was just an earthquake you know like right i guess you could probably uh do that but it was kind of you know it was a little weird i would have been weirded out if i saw that happen in front of me oh yeah i would too yeah i, I wouldn't be able to shake that off Nope. um and then we're introduced to to um um Tom Atkins character as well he's driving down the road and then he um, picks up Jamie Lee Curtis as like a hitchhiker Yep. and then, yeah uh, she's like are you weird and he's like yes I am
1: <laughs> she's like oh thank God
0: yeah and I think it's funny too because he's like literally drinking a beer driving down the road
3: yeah
1: right
0: so I think we talked about the other day where people always used to do that <laughs> yep. he's like yeah there you go that's that's 19, 1980 people could still like drink driving and drinking and driving <laughs> that's right and um and they're driving down the road and they're listening to the radio or whatever and then uh i'm not really sure what happens exactly but, like the windows break out
2: yeah
0: it's real weird and um and this was also we're seeing like edge of like in the lighthouse and they they say there's a fog coming and she like uh reads out something to that to like a boat that's out there on on um on the on the ocean yeah and um and then you see the guys in the ocean um like you know sitting there and and uh, they're like "Oh, there's no fog and then they see the fog and then um yeah then we kind of i'm trying to, yeah i mean then then basically like i guess when we, we basically already see like the, the the pirate ghost like from that point on right like right yeah, away yeah yeah, was, like, yeah. Like, like the fog hits the boat and then like you literally see you know at least a little bit of like the hook and the pirate ghost yeah so i just think it's like good from the beginning and and they it's like you're not holding any punches like yeah this is happening yeah um and then they have it at again because um tom atkins and jamie it, then you cut to jamie Cur- Lee curtis and tom atkins like in bed together <laughs> <coughs> Like, he's like, can I ask you, what, what's your name? Like, they've, like, had sex and stuff. They didn't, they didn't even know each other's names. Right. I was like, this is definitely a 1980s thing, like.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it
1: is.
0: But, no um. Way is that working nowadays in a movie. No, but, I mean, but people kind of were all more like that back then, I think, too. More than oh, ever like, yeah. Before AIDS and everything, people were a lot more, like you know a little bit more uh free with it you know what i mean (laughs) um and then yeah then then you hear like knocking at the door when they're talking and again you see like the shadow like i guess like tom atkins front door is just all glass for some reason right (laughs) (laughs) and i just think it's creepy like he looks through and then there's like a figure there and the figure sees him coming and then hides yeah I'd be like, I would not open that door. No, I'd be like, nope, we're good. If I saw that, I would not open it. Uh-uh. Would, oh, you know, go grab a fire poker or something, you know, like. It can't, it can't be up to any good if they're, right. like, hiding away. But, um, yeah, then it, he opens the door and nothing's there because it hits one o'clock. So, yeah. right, okay, that that time's over now. But you're like, okay, something weird's going on. There's a pirate. There's pirate Apparently, you know what I mean. Like you know it from the beginning. So there's no. This movie's not about a mystery, really, in the sense of in the common sense of it. It's a mystery about why something's happening and yeah. not like what is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those type of type of ghost stories where it's not. It's not not hiding what's happening. It's like okay, right. the. This is, there you go. Yeah, and and then. Basically we, we find out why this is happening throughout as the movie goes on.
1: So I don't know if it's true or not. When I read something when the pirate ship first shows up by the boat, that was a reshoot. I don't know if that's true or not,
0: but I think it might be um, um I know that yeah, I think some of those types of scenes were, were reshoots. Right. Um Yeah. And um yeah, so so then it's like the, now it's like the next day, it's daylight and um we're introduced to Janet Janet Lee and uh Nancy Loomis, I guess they're Janet Lee's like the I guess the councilwoman of the town or you know, I'm I'm not Yeah, like she's like she's like some like important person in the town. And we find out that yeah, we find out in, in the in the radio stuff earlier that Adrian Barbeau was saying that um that um it's like the anniversary for the town founding
3: yep
0: and so the next day is like they're having like the celebration and stuff like that and you know i guess the town was founded because like a a boat they crashed on the shore and had all this gold and they used the gold to make the town basically and they're like celebrating this (laughs) yeah they go out of this tragedy right you know it's like that's right um and, uh, yeah, so then we're introduced to them, they're, they're going around doing stuff and, um, and, uh, we see more with, with Adrienne Barbeau and her son, her son finds like a, it's funny cause it's, it looks like he goes to go see a gold coin and then it kind of turns into like a, a piece of a ship. Basically, we see yeah. it says the uh, Dane, uh, which will, which will be important later on. Yes. Um, and yeah, so then, um, basically, then Tom Atkins' character with Jamie Lee Curtis, they're going down to the docks because basically the that boat that we saw the night before hasn't come back. And they go out on a boat and they eventually find it just sitting in the water. And um, basically, it's like, from what it sounds like, they're saying it, it almost is like the boat spent time underwater right like right. stuff is rusted like um it's almost like there's so cold that certain things is frozen, and broke like the gauges and stuff um and they have to, they wait They have to wait for the, the the coast guard to come out um and while they're waiting all of a sudden like a the body pops out which is a pretty yeah that that scene could make a jump i imagine oh yeah i really like that scene too like the story tom atkins is telling like it's very. That's a really good scene, I think. It is. It's very eerie, and the body looks very like fucked up as well. Right. Um. And um. Kind of as this is going on, you're also seeing the yeah, uh, Janet Lee and Nancy Loomis characters. They go to how Holbrook is the preacher, and the preacher is like all drunk, and he's been reading like this, like because reading this um this journal and and in the journal basically tells the whole story of what actually happened so there was the um uh blake was like this guy blake captain blake was like a um essentially they're like a leper colony basically that was on the boat right you know yeah. and they wanted to create a bunch of lepers that were on his boat they wanted to create a, a leper colony And I guess this Blake guy was, like, a pirate and, you know, a rich person. He had a lot of gold and stuff, and he wanted to buy this land for a leper colony, like, close to where Antonio Bay is. And the kind of founding fathers of this town all decide that they don't want to have a leper colony, basically, by them. Um, And Hatch's plan of, uh, basically fooling them and shipwrecking them and letting them drown and then going out and stealing their gold basically right and uh and so that's what had happened that's that's like what they're celebrating essentially you know as we find that out and, and he thinks he's like they're they're cursed and all this stuff like that right so um so you're gonna get all this information and very succinctly and you kind of okay so that's what's going on yeah um and then, yeah, and then uh, we have Adrian Barbeau in, in uh, Lighthouse. Um, Always had a big crush on Adrian Barbeau when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Like seeing her in this and Swamp Thing as well. Yep. Like, yeah. It's funny, too, because she's, like, only 32 when they made this movie. Oh, is she really? hmm Oh, wow. Yeah, because... I was like, I was curious. So I looked it up and it says, Yeah, she was only thirty-two. She's born in nineteen forty-eight. Which is crazy. I mean, I think John Carpenter probably was around that age too. I mean, they got married right before the making of this.
2: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which I find very interesting with like, you know, I think Carpenter and Deborah Hill were together. Right, originally, like maybe when they made Halloween yeah. or something. And then they they split up but they still I mean they worked together for the basically you know, for a while, you know, the next 20 years or whatever, you know what I mean? Yep. And then he brings his, his new wife, like, onto the movie with uh, Adrian Barbo and they're married. Um, but yeah, um, say so, so, yes, yeah, so they, the, the, the scene that did get, um, we see them like, uh, doing like a kind of a medical examination of the body that they found on the ship and um and it turns out that the that the body seems like it's been in the water forever right and uh like the eyes are like eating out and the whole body just seems like it's been underwater for like for like a long time um uh, right. and the scene where you basically the body gets up and starts moving towards jamie curtis that was a reshoot okay yeah it doesn't really make a lot of sense but uh because it you know what i mean like why did the body get up and like walk towards her but it did you know what i mean like but uh right. but it, i think was like oh let's just kind of add this in and you know whatever it's okay you know <laughs> right because i was like what like, like, <laughs> yeah it seems a little a little silly because it doesn't really have anything right. to do with anything but yeah that that was a reshoot okay um and yeah, so, so to see that basically that night the fog comes in and um and uh Agent Marbo's house is the first one and that's in the way basically and that you know that whole scene's funny with the old lady and I don't understand why she opened that door.
1: Yeah, it made no sense.
0: She's like shut everything up and then she like opens the door to see who's knocking, like Right. <laughs> she gets she gets killed right and um it's pretty yep. tense scene when when it's like like adrian Marbo's like basically kind of uh i'm trying to remember how she figured uh, was it before that was i don't know before that it was the weather guy yeah that's how she figured out something bad was going she, I, i'm not quite sure i don't i'm trying to remember how she figured out. oh no it's she's, also
1: with the wood because it a caught fire or
0: is that, that was, later no that was yeah that was earlier the wood like kind of caught fire and then I like, looked normal. I forgot what happened is that Janet Lee's husband was one of the guys who's dead on that boat. And right. Tom Atkins went and told her that stuff when they were doing the celebration. And then Tom Atkins calls up Jan, um, agent Barbeau on the phone and they talk about what happened.
3: Yeah.
0: And, um, and that, that's kind of, and that's kind of what, uh, why she kind of feels like okay something weird is going on with the fog right right and then the fog hits the the weather station where there's a guy that she talks to like to get the weather report and that's when um tom Atkins and jamie curtis go out there to check it out and the guy's like gone or whatever like, dead and the place is like trashed and then they're driving back and the fog sweeps in to and i think that as part of that too like all the power goes out in the town as well right like when the fog comes up like the the fog manages to kill all the power and um and that's when the fog comes into their house and she's like trying to get somebody to go help him like she knows something bad's happening and that's when tom atkins jimmy curtis get to the house and manage to help the kid which is a pretty tense scene when the, the pirates trying to get into his room yeah, that shit terrify me. Yeah. I mean, if you were a kid and that was happening to you, like, we'd be pissing your pants. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. that'd be pretty scary. I mean, this kid was kind of underplaying it a little bit, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Like, you literally got a fucking ghost pirate breaking your door open to try to get in to kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then they're driving, and it seems like, the fog is like leading, kind of like leading them to the, to the to church. So that happens to both, um, like Nancy Loomis and, and Janet Lee as well. Like they're listening, and and Adrian Rose like saying like stay out of the fog or whatever. So they try to get out of the fog, and both them and and Tommy Atkins to Curtis they all end up at the church, and that's kind of at the same time the fog's hitting the the. The lighthouse as well and so you kind of get this this scene where it's like the ghosts are trying to break into the lighthouse right at the same time that um they're trying to get into the church and that's when um how holbrook realizes that that the, the preacher his like ancestor had actually stolen the misgotten gold and turned it into like a cross the gold cross that they have in the church Yep. and uh, once the Blake and all his pirates get into the, um, into the church, um, he he tries to give them the gold back, and that whole scene, like with them, like in the fog and the church, I mean, that's like it's like iconic, like it's so like beautiful, like with the fog oh, swirling yeah. around, you know. Yeah, it is, dude. And the fog looks
1: amazing, just in general. Like it doesn't look like cheesy, you know, fog machine. You wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, but it's you know,
1: like it comes from it
0: yeah it's like very thick and heavy and like seems yeah. to have a life of its own yeah and like uh, yeah the ghosts I mean and again it's very Italian like there's something about the ghosts in this that reminds me of like I don't know stuff in Italian movies like demons or something you know like right. you don't really see them too much they're just they're mostly like silhouettes in the in the fog and you see like Blake's like right red eyes you know Yep. um which yeah, I just think it's it's so so cool looking. Uh, you really only see the face. I think once, like in a scene where Adrian Barbeau like fighting with the one on the on the the tower, and you see like his maggot face or whatever. Right. And uh, that whole scene with, with Adrian Barbeau on the tower was a reshoot. That okay. They did they did to add suspense to them to it basically. Right. So and I think that it does. I do think that it, I would feel I feel like it adds a lot of suspense to the to the end of the movie with her like on the tower, you know.
1: Oh yeah, it does dude.
0: Like if it was just the scene of them in the church, I don't I don't think it would be quite as suspenseful. No, I don't either. And um yeah, you got how Herbert gives the the cross back to the ghost and then they kind of disappear and everything seems okay, you know, and and everybody leaves, and then Hal Holbrook is like, wondering, like, why didn't they take me, and all this stuff, and then the final shot of the movie is uh, all of a sudden the ghosts are right there behind him, and they fucking cut his head off, Yeah, and that's how that, it ends. It's a I very shock that. ending. <laughs> right. The ghosts are like, we got you! Right. Surprise! <laughs> you did. Yeah, they're like, nah, actually, we're gonna kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah we got our gold and we're gonna kill you too
0: yeah and uh um one thing that i think that was influenced by this was the did you ever see the garfield halloween special oh yeah that has like the the pirate ghosts you remember yep and i, I feel like they're probably inspired by uh the fog for that one right i could definitely see that yeah the um yeah, I mean, the fog is incredible throughout the whole movie. I mean, you said that on the 4K in certain parts when it's out in the ocean, it doesn't quite look as good, but... No. Uh, uh, on the Blu-ray, it looked fine in those parts. Nice. Yeah. Probably, like, you're seeing... Probably with the... On a 4K TV, the 4K one, you're probably able to see a little bit too much how they made the made the effect, I am imagine. Yeah, it's that. It's, like, a little
1: shaky. Like, it's, like, a line between it where you can almost see, like, where whether they were doing matting or however
0: yeah because i think they did the the shots with like some type of matting where um like in the video that i saw essentially with like the shots of the fog like rolling across the coast and all that kind of stuff right they did they did a shot of the of the 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 coast like um you know like on film and then they basically replicated the silhouette of the shapes right in black shot against like a black screen you know it's all black with like and they pumped the fog in to, so that it moved around the shapes and then they superimpose the two images basically okay so so that so that it would look like the fog is moving around the actual shapes of the of the screen as opposed to like say Just doing like rear projection with the fog going over like the stuff they already shot or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it does. It is very convincing, but I can imagine on, on a, you're watching it on a 4k TV. You could probably see the, see the lines a little bit more. (laughs) You
1: can for
2: sure.
0: But on, on like the old DVD or on the Blu-ray, it looks still, looks pretty good. Like it's pretty uh, incredible. Like I've always wondered how they got those effects because it's there. They really look good. Right. A lot of, a lot of them and and the way that, that the fog like i mean you know just like it's incredible like that how they managed to make the fog like work so good in the movie i mean they had to have some like pretty high power fog juice of some sort right and i know that in those special effects scenes with the fog going across i think they use dry ice fog right which makes sense but i don't think they they couldn't use that like in the scenes of people right <laughs> no you, you're, you're you're dying
2: <laughs> right
0: like <laughs> do you ever see that video of that um that russian lady who they it's like this russian influencer lady and they had this whole thing where they filled like a whole swimming pool of dry ice and uh-uh. people, people like jumped in and died oh dang yeah like no nope haven't seen that that's crazy yeah it's real crazy there's like the youtube channel that has like um it's like the dark side of youtube or something like that you know like there's like channel and they have all these like fucked up things i remember watching one of those and i was like oh that's that's crazy yeah right but uh yeah yeah you have to be careful with dry ice yes you do um yeah so that's how they did those shots and then yeah, i just think the lighting and everything i mean it just looks be- the whole movie looks beautiful I, I think the way it's cut too is really good it, every yeah. time i watch this movie like from the opening scene i get caught up in it you know what i mean right. like you just get sucked into the world and the pacing and and the music is incredible like this is one of my favorite john, this is one of my favorite john carpenter scores
1: yeah no i agree after watching it again you know it, it's cool to see it as an adult after not seeing it for so many years and just seeing how beautifully shot it is, and the colors, the music, all of it—like you're like, damn. As a as a kid, I didn't appreciate that as much.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know, I liked it when I was a kid, but like as an adult, you can really appreciate the artistry of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, something there's just like an atmosphere to the movie. Like, there's like a feeling to it. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh yeah, dude. That it really love and i do think that the music has a lot to do with that i mean music's very classic carpenter it has a i feel like this movie soundtrack had a big influence on soundtracks for like silent hill and stuff like right. that as well like more probably than any other carpenter movie like or yeah like silent hill and even like to a certain extent resident evil like with like the piano and everything like that that's in this movie like i could feel like those those video games really took a lot from this movie Right for the soundtrack yeah it just has like this atmosphere i like, go i like to just listen to the soundtrack by itself just because of how atmospheric and and, and enveloping it is it's like yeah it's, i love it right yeah and our the coloring and everything like i feel like um you know if carpenter like like you could look at say like halloween was a very um um in a lot of ways very like realistic movie in a lot of ways you know what i mean like um the way that it was shot like um the coloring was very like like real world like the um you know there's a lot of shadows and sometimes it was like very like kind of um um monochrome in a way like with a lot of night shots and everything like that and you know jamie right. curtison like white like running you know and like like you know michael myers is light and gray you know what i mean like there's that kind of you know it's very monochrome yes so the blood i think partly so so the scenes with the blood make really pop out
2: right
0: where like the fog is a very colorful movie there's like a lot of colors like you know like um you know like in those scenes like in the city like i mentioned earlier in the town i mean like the you know there's colors that that are very obviously like kind of like give it a little bit more theatricality to it, I guess, which gives it that Italian feeling. Like, I feel like this is probably the most Italian feeling of all Carpenters movies.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Totally agree on that.
0: Like, cause like I'm thinking like, I don't think any, none of his other movies have that kind of um, expressive use of color and stuff as this movie does. Like, and, and the kind of dreamlike quality the movie has as well. Right because if you think about i mean like maybe like you know escape from new york or something has like you know a big big trouble trying to have like really you know expressive pop colors but it's not quite the same thing as this you know
2: yeah
0: like um yeah because if you think of like the thing is very again very monochromatic yeah um prince of darkness is not i mean it has some like really artistic parts like the very colorful but i mean i haven't seen it in a while so it's something yeah. I want to I want to rewatch soon, which maybe we should cover eventually. Is Prince of Darkness? Oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah dude.
0: Um, but even yeah, that one I feel like is not quite as colorful as this one. Even like with like the, yeah, right. So yeah, I think, I think that this like, a,
1: Mouth of madness is like call Wayne's stop. Well, you know the monochrome.
0: Yeah, Mouth of Madness is it's a little bit of both, but it's very it's kind of it's more naturalistic. Yeah, you have some like very colorful parts here and there, but yeah, it's not yeah a lot of his movies don't don't have quite the same use of color that this movie has that yeah it just gives you that kind of argento feel like you know you watch the period and stuff's just like red colored for no real reason. It's just the, to to give it uh that, that the feeling that he wants to have it feel you know yep or it's not really realistic it's more like uh kind of expressive lighting yeah like this movie it really has that going on which um Yeah, which I also think, I mean, I think I mentioned that when we did Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street has a lot of that as well.
1: Oh, yeah, it does.
0: But, uh, you know, particularly in, like, the dream scenes in that movie.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's definitely, like, a lot of scenes in this that also have very naturalistic colors and stuff like that, but but you do have all the night scenes and everything. There's, like, a lot of, like, interesting colors, and I think it's just the fog itself seems to have, like, this glowing color to it as well. Right. And it's just the way that, that I think the the light filtering through the through the through the fog, particularly in a scene in the church, you know, it just it looks very beautiful and otherworldly, you know. Yeah. And it's funny to think about how, how simplistic it is in a lot of ways, because it's you know, you didn't need like a bunch of um CGI special effects to make something really convincing, you know?
2: Right.
0: Yes, I, I have like some guys in costumes and I think I'm trying to remember i don't remember i think nick castle might be in am i not sure i can't remember who plays the uh the main blake um
1: yeah i can't remember
0: no it was rob botin as played That's blake right. yeah because yeah. rob botin did the um the art the, did all the the special effects in the movie yeah so yeah rob botin like made himself up as as blake <laughs> um yeah the so i think that that um and then uh, you know obviously the theme of the movie i think is is really like you know don't be a don't fucking murder a bunch of people and steal their gold
3: right <laughs> they're right. gonna come back to you yeah you know <laughs> that's right
0: and I, I guess in some ways it has a lot of relevance to poltergeist huh yeah it does like these movies definitely uh i mean they came out Around the same time, I think, right? Like, uh, the, yeah. was the Poltergeist 80, 80 as well? Yeah, the, no, 82. 82, right. So this was a little bit before. Yep. There's definitely some thematic similarities between the two.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny watching this, too? I was like, these sure Pirates of the Caribbean got their ideas from.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Pirates of the Caribbean movies t- t- took a lot from this as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's just something there's something magical about the movie. Even though it's set in April, like this movie is very Halloween feeling to me as well. Like it's kind of movie that you put on on Halloween. And it just has that kind of dark, spooky atmosphere, you know?
2: Right. Oh yeah,
1: I, it's fine. I'm like April. Shit, that's my birthday, so I better watch out.
0: Right. Yeah, because movie set in like what is it April twentieth or something? Twenty first. Yeah, 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 I think it's twenty first. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it's a movie that could go either way. You know, you can you can watch this any time of the year, really. But, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a good movie for either the spring or the fall, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's
1: it's a really cool ghost story. Like, it's, you know, one of those great ghost story movies.
0: Yeah, it's a real classic ghost story in a lot of ways. I mean. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's like a, a little bit of a modern edge in the sense that the ghosts are a little bit like, you know, a little slashery where they're killing people, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, but it's still like a classic ghost story of like, you know, they're coming back in a hundred year anniversary to get their, get their gold, you know, like, yeah. and, uh, and to kill the people who, who screwed them over basically. Right. Or at least, at least the, the number of people. <laughs> uh, I don't know if everybody they killed that necessarily had, any, had anything to do with it. Like, why would they be trying to kill Adrian Barbotia and have anything to do with it? You know? Yeah. But uh, I think it's just a number. Maybe it's just a number thing. I don't know.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Or they just kill whoever they come across. You know, that's kind of what I felt like.
1: You know, the pirates.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the um yeah the movie was shot like on the coast. And the town itself is a place that John Carpenter ended up living for a long time. Okay. After they did this. And uh, he also shot Village of the Dam there. Oh, nice. Um, Point, Point Reyes, I think it's called. Okay. California. Yeah. And then I think the uh, the church, it's funny because, you know, like the church seems like it's out in the middle of nowhere, but actually it's like the roads of the church is up to a different church that is in the middle of nowhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the church itself is actually like in the middle of a neighborhood.
1: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: But it, so they just like shot it very carefully to make it seem like it's in the middle of nowhere. And it's very effective. Right. Uh, the church is like really old. It's one of the oldest churches in the area. I think it's it's closer to Los Angeles, though. Okay. Yeah. So you know, th- I think uh, I think Playa is like an hour or so outside of um, outside of there, where the um, uh, the uh, you can still go to like that bar where they filmed the bar scene where where Tom Atkins calls. Right. and the uh, the lighthouse is a real place. It's a state park that you can go to. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, like, and you can see the see the uh, the lighthouse there where they filmed it at. And um, I think that the uh, where the church is for for the fog is actually right around the corner from um, the bar and Howling Three. So, oh, okay. yeah. So John Carpenter like did a lot of stuff like he seemed to really like this these certain areas of of you know la and like out you know not far outside of la and seemed to like do a lot of filming and like point reyes and all these places <laughs> nice i guess it makes sense if, particularly if he was like living there for you know for until like 2000s or whatever he's probably like ah, i can just like I don't have to go very far to work you know <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> seems like the type of guy right I wonder if he's ever going to make another movie.
1: Oh, no, I was thinking after watching this, I was like, he's got to do something, at least one more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I listened to an interview he did with with Mick Garris, and he said that he would like to do another one, but uh, you'd think that people would give him money to do a movie, but you never know. I mean, it could be one of those things where, I mean, John Carpenter hasn't really worked in, in the studio system for a long time, so. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would be cool if he did another one. I mean, Dave, David Cronenberg came back and did another movie. So, I mean, right. you know. It you know would be kind of cool
1: is if he collaborated with Clive Barker and they did the FIFA Ballways.
0: That would be cool, yeah. Yeah, I know that um, Car- Barker and McGarris are working on, on something. that sounds really cool. It's like a TV oh, show. Yeah, yeah uh, it's like a TV. Um, it's basically like... Um, gonna be like a tv show where it's like stories that clive barker wrote basically that oh nice you know it's gonna be kind of like that cabinet of curiosities type of thing Guillermo del toro did but for right. Clyde barker yeah him and mcgarris like put it together but mcgarris said that they because of the strike and stuff it's kind of on hold right now like they're just right. about to get it sold and get it in, into production and then the strike happened
1: oh that sucks
0: so hopefully like once the strikes over and everything like that, that'll come back. Cause I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Oh, fuck yeah.
0: Particularly because I mean, I think Barker and McGarris have been working on it for like two or three years. So. Right. He first said they're working on something like three years ago or whatever. Yeah. I would just like I would like to see Carpenter come back and come out of retirement, make one or two more movies. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, i'm not like i um i like a lot of his 90s stuff too i mean i know a lot of people don't like like it but i mean i thought vampires was fun and you know yeah even ghost of mars and uh, I that
1: ghost of Mars was uh supposed to be a sequel to escape from l.a and all that
0: right but it was like yeah but it, it ended up being something different
1: yeah because it bombed. Since escape from l.a bombed they didn't lock- to make another one. So they just make those ghost of Mars it was literally that all they did was take out snake.
0: Yeah. I loved, and I liked, L- I haven't seen escape from LA since I was a kid, but I loved that movie when I was a kid.
1: Oh yeah. It was crazy kid.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't actually seen escape from New York or LA, um, in a long time, but I was like obsessed with movies. When I was a kid, I used to watch them all the time. Right. I love snake Kid And you know, I was basically like, I'm still this way. Anything with Kurt Russell, you get you get a thumbs up for me. Like, I mean, I'm I'm always down to watch Kurt Russell.
1: Hell yeah, he's doing a TV show with Godzilla now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, him and his son.
0: Yeah, like I'm definitely like I'm yeah. i a big fan of Kurt Russell and like yeah, anything he's in. Uh, but yeah, I need to watch those movies again sometime. Like yeah, right. Um, and then what was the, the last movie John Carpenter did? Was The Ward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was okay. I mean, it wasn't definitely wasn't far from his best movie, but I didn't hate it as much. A lot of people do. Right. That was okay. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, when I look at John Carpenter's filmography as a whole, I think that, uh, you know, if you look at like the kind of, you know, those guys that came up at the same time, like him and Wes Craven and Toby Hooper and everybody, I think that John Carpenter's filmography as a whole is probably the strongest.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. Agreed.
0: Because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, 80s, I mean, obviously outside of, like, Starman, uh, you know, like, which is not something I care about. But, like, right. the rest of his filmography, I mean, from the 70s through the 80s into the 90s was like, just, like, one great movie after another, basically. Yep. You know, I mean... Obviously it was Memoirs of the Invisible Man which with Chevy Chase, which I haven't seen since I was a kid either. I don't remember it. Oh, I, I know f- a lot of people don't like it though. Right.
1: I have seen that forever. Like probably when I was a kid. Though.
0: Yeah, like I barely I know I saw it, but I barely remember it.
1: Yep, same here.
0: But uh yeah, I mean I just look at it, I'm like, Yeah, I mean, even in the nineties he had Village of the Damned, which I thought was pretty good, and he had yeah, all these movies like In the Mouth of Madness, which was one of his best movies. You know, a lot of people write off his nineties stuff, but I think that's kinda kind of not not smart. Right. Like, yeah. Like vampires is a fun, like uh Western, you know, some like in a way, a vampire western. Right. And I know John Carpenter's like uh biggest thing that he wished he could make was like a straight western. I think it'd be kinda cool if we did like a horror western.
2: Oh hell yeah, dude.
0: You know, if he could come back and finally make a Western and do some type of, like, you know, I don't know, ghost movie in the West or something like that, Like, I think that would be really cool. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That'd be way cool. But who knows?
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see, like, John Carpenter maybe do a sequel to The Thing.
0: Like, like with the with Kurt Russell's character and stuff, yeah, or either with Kurt Russell's character,
1: or like way in the future, where like you know, it's it took over something in the on Earth somewhere,
0: right? Like, like it got out of the Antarctic, yeah, that could be cool, yeah, yeah. I mean, or, or what if it's like a future where like yeah all of his apocalypse movies came true and it's just like this like fucked up future <laughs> <Hey. laughs> yeah I, remember
1: that I was hoping he would do the metal gear solid movie because because you know snakes based off of snakes
0: right Yeah. Well, john garber is like a big gamer too i mean that's all he does now oh really yeah, I, like apparently, he's you know since he's since he retired from movies, he's basically just been playing video. He's like a he's like plays video games all day, every day, pretty much. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like he's he's like really like all about video games. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's it's funny to think about that. You know, you a guy who's like in the seventies or whatever, like yeah, you know, right. All I do, he's just like because he's like because I believe like John Carpenter is like my dad, like my dad. What, dad's age he'd be like what like yeah like i think maybe same age as your mom right like yeah which is crazy yeah be like like yeah in the 60s probably like or, yeah early 70s yeah right it's like yeah he's just like playing video games <laughs> that's awesome and of course he had those, those tours he did with his son and his go- um godson like the right. music tours and everything yeah and did like the soundtrack to the new halloween movies and all that Yep. but um i think that yeah i, I definitely think fog, the fog is up there in my in my top john carpenter yeah. movies
1: you have to be watching it i would have to agree
0: yeah i just think it's such a great movie like it's really just like so well made and I don't know i just have like a real sen- a, a sentimental attachment to it too from watching a lot as a kid and like you know, have, you know nostalgia i guess and um you know like just like you know this was definitely probably one of the earlier horror movies i saw as well and a lot of the other ones so it's probably might be the first carpenter movie i ever saw maybe okay yeah I see mine was halloween yeah i saw this one before i saw Halloween. i saw this one and escape from L- uh new york escape from la and some of those other movies before I saw Halloween. Okay. So like, um, like, yeah, this probably was the first one. i saw. I'm not, I don't quite remember exactly, but, um, cause I didn't actually see Halloween until I was uh, a little bit older, actually. Okay. Surprisingly. Yeah. I didn't really see it. I, I remember when I saw Halloween was like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how old it was. It might've been 12 or something. Right. I don't I don't quite i it's somewhere in in somewhere between 10 to 14 <laughs> you know I don't quite remember that 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 part that that time period is very like murky in my memory like you know what I mean where I don't remember exactly like chronological of when things certain things happened really right. as as this knows in that time period uh, I, I remember uh, I was at my mom's and um uh they had a Hollywood video up there up in cheyenne which had was like the had like the greatest horror selection like in any video store i've ever seen and um i would just rent all uh, so that's when i really was like renting like all the classics that i hadn't seen yet right so i remember i remember the same time i rented halloween texas chainsaw massacre and dawn of the dead like the same time <laughs> <laughs> i watched all three of them like you know one after the other basically like around the same time I probably was like yeah probably closer to 10 or 12 somewhere between 10 to 12. right uh i don't quite remember exactly no i might i had to been like 12. so okay yeah 12 or 13 because it would have been after phantom Menace came out phantom right. came out in 99. I'm, just, that's how I'm trying to remember exactly yeah it would have been like 2000 like around around 2000 yeah okay yeah, so I would have been like thirteen. So nice. yeah, like uh, I remember reading all those. So, but I had already seen like The Fog by that point for sure, and and Escape from New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, so Halloween I saw when I was ten because I was at my best friend's house at the time, and his dad ran it because it's like Halloween just in, well just month of October. And he's like, "Okay, kids, we're gonna watch this. Sit down."
0: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that my dad and I hadn't watched Halloween. Like, you know, my dad showed me Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. Like, you know, like, and right. he, was, he was a fan of John Carpenter, but you know, for some reason we didn't end up watching Halloween unless it was like a TV version. Like, I didn't really, I didn't. There's certain, you know, I remember watching, you know, Monster Vision and stuff, you know, yeah. but I don't really remember all the movies we watched because it was like nighttime and I'd usually fall asleep, you know? Right. But yeah, like, yeah, so it was a little bit later when I saw saw finally saw Halloween itself.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, what would you rate the fog?
1: Oh, four out of five.
0: Out of five. Yeah, but for me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a five out of five because uh, yeah, I love this movie. Right. Um. What way how would you rank your Carpenter movies? Like, what would your top five Carpenter movies be?
2: Halloween,
1: The Thing, In the Mouth of Madness. The fog and escape from New York.
0: I think mine would be, I mean, this might change once I finally rewatch escape from New York, but I would say, um, i say Halloween and the fog and, uh, um, in the mouth of madness thing and prince of darkness that's probably be my favorites yeah so kind of yeah. pretty similar just yeah but i mean yeah. i have to re-watch escape from new york might might be like oh no that's gonna be i like that more than one of the other ones but like particularly for his horror movies yeah the um yeah unfortunately yeah i guess like Maybe next week we'll try to we should try to go see uh the last voyage of the meter. Yeah, dude, for sure. I know we can't do it Friday though. All right, yeah. We're kinda of busy that night, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well yeah, some we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, dude. The uh yeah. Unfortunately I didn't really do too well on box office, but
1: No. I was like, that sucks. It it it, it kind of failed actually. So.
0: Yeah, it really didn't do very good. But um I think, I think they brought I, it out too early. Yeah, I think they brought it out too early. And then I also think that unfortunately people are stupid. Right. And I don't think people realize that it was a Dracula movie. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like they're like, Last Village Meter, what the fuck's that? You know, like that kind of like like you know, like You know, if people don't don't actually know the story, they don't. You know, so I imagine that probably probably didn't help it either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard it. I mean, I've heard it is pretty good overall, though. Like, I've heard.
1: I heard it drags on a couple parts. Like they should have ended it 30 minutes earlier than they do. Yeah, but I also heard it's a lot like Alien.
0: I really like Alien, but like with Dracula's Alien. Yeah yeah definitely be uh, yeah it'd be cool to see it i mean i think that yeah they probably should have waited to release it and maybe total like next month but they probably didn't want to release it against sod imagine no
1: probably not because it just
0: yeah so i i kind of get it because last month was like insidious you know which was like the big horror movie last month and then right and and then also you had that uh the other problem too is you had that that talk to me movie like really stole all the thunder of it, I think. Yeah. Cause everyone's talking about that movie, but it's funny because like, there's a lot of hype about a movie, but I, no one that I know who's seen it has liked it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I know a few people who went and saw that talk to me movie and nobody, none of them liked it at all. Like,
1: <laughs> I know the people who made it are just YouTube influencers.
0: Yeah. And I listened to an interview with them on Mick uh-huh. And, uh, I found them very annoying. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're, like, really annoying. Like, so I kind of was like, mm, I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, that one I'm excited. like, I, yeah, I'll watch it when it comes out. I don't care to see it in the theater.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, did you see the Saw trailer yet?
0: No, I didn't see that yet.
1: Oh, dude, it looks so fucking good. It's going to be so vicious. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. I mean, Saw. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like it. So basically, so the plot is, is basically... So, you know, it takes place between two and three. Yeah. And this person tells John Kramer, hey, I we can cure your cancer if you come to Mexico. So he goes and they give him all these drugs. He gives him all this money. They do all this to him. And they're like, okay, this will cure you. And he comes back and he finds out it was a hoax.
0: Okay. So he's like targeting these people? Yep. Yep. So it's like yeah so you're not like it's one of these movies where you're, you're not going to be rooting for the you're just gonna you're just going to be enjoying watching these people die basically <laughs> pretty much yeah you're like you're like you're like on his side like yeah you're like fuck these guys yeah
1: exactly basically i know a man is in it too so. yeah because
0: that's kind of how the the saw movies kind of went on after a while too i remember like in three you had like the lawyer guy who was like that that pig trap thing and everything like you know like we're like yeah i don't feel bad about this guy he's like a fucking scumbag lawyer you know what i mean like <laughs> right so no. yeah some of those traps though, like this movie's like so the one yeah the one in three i remember really gross me out. was one that broke everybody's bone broke all the bones in your body
1: i think for me the trap it's simple as fuck. but when she gets thrown into the needles
0: yeah that's horrible
1: I was like, oh,
0: fuck that. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. Yeah. You know, it's one is the one with like the bear thing on her head, right? Like yep. the girl who survives. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. That shit. Like, you're like, oh, God, no.
3: <laughs>
1: I can't remember if it's three or four where the more pigs are crushing
0: them. Yeah, it's three. That's like the, that's what I was mentioning just a minute ago. It's like with the, the lawyer. I think it's like the yeah, pigs three. crush. Yeah. And like. The pigs are like covering them up in blood or whatever.
1: Yeah, like all oh, whatever oh that's so gross.
0: So nasty. You can that's one of those scenes in the movie that you can kinda you can kinda smell it. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> like, oh I know that can you imagine what that smells like. It can't smell good. No.
1: It's yeah, you know, like I probably all warm and gooey and shit.
0: That's horrible. Right. Did I'm you see Yeah. Did you see um there's one of those Grim, Grim Life Collective videos where they went to like a, a haunted house. And I guess the haunted house uses fragrance. Oh, yeah. Like smells. Yeah, like they have like these things. Like, So haunted houses now, are, some of them are starting to get in this thing where they use like, they, they you know, it's basically like, you know, like fragrance is like, you know, if you go to like a, uh, you know, like a place and they use like a air freshener thing, right? But instead it's like rotting corpses. Okay. So, yeah, stuff like that. So like, they're like, I remember there was one, this one on house they went to, and I walked through, and like, oh, that's like pungent, and it was like just like, yeah, like they had like this like rot smell or something like that, like, yeah, is, I guess some haunted houses are doing that now. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine they did that in a movie though, where it's like they had like, set up like some type of like you know like. uh Thing where it could like, you know, they had to bet the stuff of John Waters was like the scratching stuff back in the day, but like, yeah. Right. Imagine if you're like watching a movie and all of a sudden like the movie theater starts spilling like what you're seeing.
1: Oh, that'd be terrible, especially in certain movies.
0: Yeah. Like if you're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all of a sudden the theater starts spilling like rot rotting corpses and stuff.
1: Oh hell no. <laughs> or like in the Exorcist just snowing Reagan's room.
0: Yeah, that room's got to stink. Right. Because he's got like, uh, yeah, like pussy, you know, like open wounds on her skin and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, can't smell good. No. Or like. No, no. Make it smell like sulfur because there's a de- the demon or whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, we're good.
0: Yeah, it's got to be horrible. Right? <laughs> the um yeah like the um is that i was in, is a new like child's play series series out yet the third one
1: ah uh, comes out they just announced it. it comes out october 4th season three
0: yeah i need to watch those first two seasons
1: you have peacock
0: no but isn't it can you watch it for free on peacock
1: yeah, but I can't remember if it's not. If not, oh, shit, I can't give you my one. Well, never mind, because mine's all set up.
0: here. Yeah, that's probably Yeah, I'll have to see, like, if it, it can watch it on free. Yeah. Peacock. It's, yeah. It's a fun series, dude. Like,
1: you know, take it what it is. Don't expect anything serious out of it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's 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 Chucky, you know? Right. Yeah. And I was I was listening to an interview with Don Mancini, Mancini earlier, so. Okay. Like, what they did with McGarris. Like made me think about that. I was like, I know you said that the show was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it is, dude. It still cracks me up because you think you know. All you think of Brad doroff is Chucky. But he's like this brilliant actor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's such a great actor. You know, like and like just right. three and like, Lord of the Rings and stuff. And then he's yeah, he's like, but he's also the voice of Chucky. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> his bread and butter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably pays his bills, and then he can. I'm sure he gets you know, he goes to all the conventions and everything as well, you know, yep. like that's the thing about all these actors when they're in horror movies and everything, then, then they can just keep going to all these like conventions and you know, all these guys is probably how they're making their living now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, dude, easily.
0: You're like, yeah, I was in the, you know, some crappy horror movie in the eighties and everybody loves me now. And then just go to these like conventions and, you know, get people. Well, shit. Paying for-
1: Look at the guy that was Jason Voorhees Bar- in the original. He- does that all the damn time. Right, yeah. Like you have one scene, sir. One scene.
0: <laughs> doesn't matter. It's in those iconic scenes where people are gonna yeah, they're right. gonna go to them. Yeah.
1: Exactly, dude. Like I'm not dissing it. I think it's I think it's awesome, but it's just like, yep, you get that iconic scene, doesn't matter what it was, you are good to go.
0: Yeah. I think the next um convention is in September, but I'm not sure, like here, but I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to see if like I'll be able to go or not.
2: Nice
1: because we so-, so spaced it, man. We missed it. We missed trying to go to that thing in Greeley this year. That horror thing where um, Distortions is there.
0: Oh right, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I did too. I saw, I saw something about like, damn it, we were supposed to go this year
0: yeah we missed out one convention as well like a few months ago and then but yeah i think there's supposed to be another one in september so okay we'll have to see like if i if we can make make it happen but okay. the um uh yeah i just wish that we had like a cool like a really cool haunted house here
1: yeah I do too.
0: like this one's in we one's- used to yeah we had like planet terror and everything
3: yeah it's great yeah
0: yeah I just like i mean maybe yeah i mean i just don't know because it's like maybe there's one of them is like really cool and we don't know it yet but right. i haven't heard anything about it. i mean <clears throat> i mean but like one of those ones like the things that i watch in like hot world or something where it's like or like yeah like grim life or whatever where to go to like those or that one guy i, sh- I showed you the tampa jay yeah. or whatever i mean he goes to a lot of cool places right, right. like um yeah, like some of these places, like, like yeah, like what's that, like um haunted overload? One, I mean, that place is crazy up in Connecticut. Yeah, um, and I went out in San, like, Saint, um, uh, uh, fuck, Salt Lake City. That one, right. that, that one's right. Really, that one is like all the different levels and everything. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, we're not gonna have one place like that here because it's too expensive. <laughs> right. You have to be in some shitty place like to get a cool place like that oh yeah dude yeah you have to be like living in like ohio or something
2: yeah iowa
0: yeah unfortunately yeah The <laughs> yeah, um yeah since we're getting into the but yeah i mean we're getting starting to get into that 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 uh halloween season almost like yes Spirits open are opening up soon. I mean I've watched the videos like um spirit like um I showed you that one did I send you the walkthrough the Haunt World did it was like pretty disappointing. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. Like their stuff's horrible this year. Right. Like, right. How it not kind of like, oh man, like they're like stuff like looks horrible. Yeah, it does. It's like way overpriced. Particularly if you compare like that thing like when I went to Big Lots the other day and I saw like um like some of the stuff Big Lots had looks about as good as the stuff that Spirit has, and it's like half the price, right? Or a quarter price. And but but the stuff at Lowe's and Home Depot looks amazing. Yep,
1: I still gotta go back home and see everything's up yet.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't. I forgot to ask them if they if they got everything up, but yeah, Man. like the video I saw of like the 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 Lowe's um, leather face and everything it looks fucking great. Yeah, it does, dude. Like, you know, and then we're getting to Halloween. Will be, yeah, I'm gonna try to watch a movie every day for Halloween, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, dude, that's what I try to do every year.
0: Yeah, like, I'm gonna start, like, uh, you know, obviously next month, September, we're gonna do, um, we're gonna do, um, Demon Night, right? That's what we decided on. Yep, right? So, you know. But I'm actually I'm gonna start firing up all the Friday the Thirteenth movies for our special in October. Oh, yeah, so dude. The uh, yep, start watching all through all those. I got the the, the deep Blu-ray like, set you gave me. I uh, ready to go. You know, I. Please. It's funny with Friday the Thirteenth is I now own three copies of of so I have like um like a, blue, a DVD box set that I got like a long time ago. Right. And then you gave me like a lot of the original DVDs. Yeah. Which is cool because I like to have the artwork and everything. But then and then you gave me this Blu-ray set when you got your uh you got your your deluxe box set that you got. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Is it is it 4K or is it just Blu ray? Blu-ray. Okay. But it's like yeah. It's got everything too. It's got like Jason Goes to Hell and everything.
1: Yeah, it's got Jason Goes to Hell, Jason in space, the remake, and uh for Jason.
0: Yeah, that's a cool box set. Yeah. Like, it's weird to me, though, like, because that was Scream Scream Factory, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Scream Factory did that, the Halloween box set, like, you know, last year or whatever. Right. And I mean, the Halloween box set has less movies than the the Friday 13th one, but it's like, it was like way more expensive.
1: Yeah. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I didn't understand why it was so expensive compared to. Right maybe it was more expensive to license the movies or something. Cause, cause, maybe. cause you know, like with Friday 13th, it's all paramount from yeah. the end where I think, uh, with the exception of maybe as Jason, I don't know if Jason goes to hell is paramount or not. Uh, that was uh, new line. Yeah, that was new line. So that it was, was new, 10, new, line. new line. Yeah, that's right. That's why they had the, the, the Freddy glove at the end yep. where I think, uh, Halloween you had the original one. If, I think the first three were all like basically independent, essentially. I think. I don't remember who. Yeah. And then, and then I got, then you had four, five, and six were all Miramax, I think. Yeah. I think they're Miramax. Yeah. They're like Weinstein movies. And so was, what's that?
1: Was H2O Miramax or was that Dimensions?
0: I think that was Dimension. Okay. But I mean, Dimension and Miramax both owned by the Weinsteins. Uh, That's true. Yeah uh so yeah maybe those, maybe four or five and six were also dimension i don't remember but right. either way they're all yeah i think they might have been dimension yeah they're all weinstein movies so was the uh the zombie ones and then they let the rights lapse and that's why blumhouse yeah. was able to get a hold of them for right for the new trilogy but yeah so maybe it, i do think that might be part of it was maybe it was yeah hard you had to pay like different things but still i mean yeah, it would be cool to get the. Would be cool to get that box set, but it was just way too expensive.
1: Oh yeah, dude, for sure.
0: Like, I, so, yeah, because I mean, I told told you like in person, but like since the last podcast recording, I for some reason I got on this thing where I watched four, five, and six. And I just right. got because because four and five are on Shutter. I was like, you know, I haven't seen these in a long time. I kind of feel like watching it. You know, like there's like that time when, like. That week where we kind of had a fall weather you know it's kind of the right. mood, and um and i put them on and and i watched the producer's cut of six which i had never seen before right um and like and yeah that was like a lot better of a cut than the theatrical version yeah yeah and That's overall yeah and overall i liked it you know I, like, I thought four was pretty good five is pretty dumb yeah it has some okay five. parts yeah yeah five is pretty stupid and then yeah six actually like that producer cut was actually like i liked it and it had had elements to it that that really felt more carpenter-ish like in the sense that you could see the ties to like maybe even like something like three you know towards the end right so it kind of like felt fitting in a way it wasn't great necessarily but i liked it a lot better like i thought that it was pretty good right yeah eventually we'll do a halloween i guess like next year we should do a halloween uh one for halloween Sweet, dude. yeah you know because like i figured you know this year we're doing friday 13th right next year we can do halloween and then yeah, yeah. i don't know year after we can do like child's play or something or one of the other ones right you know like, like i guess before I, I think that like with certain certain um Certain things like say, like, like, say, like the the Living Dead drill, you know, like movies like the George Romero ones. Like, I'd like to do each one separately, like Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, and Dawn of the Dead. Like, I think each one of those justifies a separate episode, you know? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, You know, like some stuff like that. Where with like, you know, Nightmare and Elm Street, Halloween and Friday 13th, you kind of need to talk about them as like the whole series, you know? Right. I think you know. Obviously, you could do like, I you could do in-depth episode on each one. Some podcasts have done that, but I feel like it makes more sense to just do those as like the series, like specials, you know. Yeah, you know, like the extra long episode. You're like, all here right, we're gonna it's, we're gonna be in it for a little while. We're gonna talk about all these movies.
2: <laughs> right.
0: It's Friday the 13th, though. I think that's the. Is that the longest one, or is it Halloween? Let's
1: see there's 12 Friday no wait there's
0: 12 yeah there's 12 Friday 13 movies And then we probably should talk about Jason versus Freddy versus Jason this this one too because we didn't talk about it for nightmare. Right. So yeah. So we'll have yeah 12 movies to talk about.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude shit. <laughs> All right. It's
0: going to be a long one and I've never yes. seen Jason go I've never seen Jason goes to space ever.
1: Uh, it's, it's something,
0: I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So yeah, it's gonna yeah, so I'm gonna be getting into watching all these in the next yeah, or next two months to get ready for, for that. Uh outside of, you know, the rest of you know, the stuff to watch. But yeah. Because, yeah, I remember remember when we did Nightmare last year, we just were like, Oh no, we're gonna do Friday thirteen next year, so we'll just wait to do Friday first Jason. So Right. Yeah. Which i haven't seen that movie in um probably 10 years i watched
1: it about eh, three months ago i think actually i watched it right when i got on summer break i watched it i was just in room for it
0: yeah i remember i remember it being you know pretty good for what it is yeah i mean it's it's what you want
1: you know don't don't go into it hoping for like you know something scary or whatever it's like nope i just want to see these two fight each other yeah
0: And I realized that I kind of got some of them mixed up because I think I got the you know like how there's like the the Halloween party or whatever in that movie. Yeah, it is a Halloween party, right? No, it's just a rave. Just a party. Yeah. For some reason, I got that party mixed up with Halloween parties and how the Halloween sequels, like in like four or five. Because I watched all those movies around the same time, and uh, I got them all mixed together. Where I was like, "Man, you know," so I was watching Halloween four five and six and i was like where's this part big party right and i was like oh no i'm i combined the howling party in five with the one in in uh, uh the howling party Halloween five with the party and uh freddie versus jason I realized, right for some reason <laughs> i like get out in the field or whatever
2: yeah
0: i was like oh that's what i did i was like this yeah yeah it'll be it'll be, it'll be cool to go, go through yeah some of that friday, friday the friday 13th movies i haven't seen in a long time either but like yeah um yeah i see i yeah i mean spoiler my favorites ones are actually later ones i don't really uh yeah like, i just think we both agree on like a lot of people a lot of people love uh a lot of people seem to think uh two is like the best and i don't understand that at all <laughs> right. Like I like to, but it's not the best. No, it's definitely not the best. That's for sure. <laughs> not in right. my opinion, at least. But yeah, there's some people uh, out there who, who's, yeah. And I mean, yeah, and and you know, you got Baghead Jason, who's like, you know, the house of dreaded sundown. Like basically, you know, right. Yeah, like yeah, we'll get into that more. But yeah, next one's gonna be Demon Night, and um yeah, that'll be cool too because I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that since I was dude, a kid.
1: Dude, I haven't seen that probably since I was like 17, 18.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember renting Demon Knight when I was probably like, I, yeah, it was in the 90s. <laughs>
1: I got kicked out of school in middle school for wearing a Demon Knight shirt. Really? Yeah, my mom bought it for me at Media Play. And it was the movie poster. Yeah. But then on the back, it had like a bunch of little pentagrams on it. So I worked at the school and yeah. They had to come bring me new clothes
0: ah uh, they didn't just make you turn inside out or something no they're like your mom's bringing you new shirt somebody does that's good yeah, yeah. i know uh, i know sometimes they would just make you like make kids like turn their shirts inside out or something yeah that happened too
1: but not that shirt
0: apparently that's funny yeah it's like it's not it's not really satanic it's just it's just a movie right <laughs> but yeah no, you okay. can't wear that. I, it's too scary. You're going to scare somebody. Right. Yeah. But I literally, I, I remember renting Demon Knight back in the 90s. Yeah. Like, probably.
1: I still Billy Zane's best performance.
0: Yeah. I remember him being good in it. But yeah. It's, it, this movie, Demon Knight's real foggy. I remember renting that one in Bordello of Blood. Like, when we were. You That's know. an
1: awkward movie to watch with your parents. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't watch them. Yeah. My friend and Bye. I. Rented it, we could like, watch it. <laughs> you watch it with your parents?
1: My mom, she took me to go see it in theaters.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, good, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't remember how much, is I don't really remember how I know there's nudity in it and stuff, but I don't remember how yeah, much
1: like the boobs in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's called Bordello Blood. You're gonna see some tits, yeah. <laughs> You know what i mean <laughs> and that's when i found out i had a crush on angie at yeah she's real hot in that movie yep. yeah i think she was married to Sla- Sylvester stallone as well oh is she i think so yeah okay she was like the main 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 um demon succubus chick in the movie right so yeah 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 she was married to Sylvester stallone or okay. yeah or at least they were together He's right. the re- he was the reason why she got in that movie okay yeah the uh the producers of that movie um gil adler and um oh what's their names um blank canada guy's name it, like uh they were like the let me see if i can let me see, see if the- i can see the name on here um to do Bordeaux Blood, um, Alcats and, uh, Gilbert Adler. Yeah. Alcatz, this was like his director debut or something. Um, they were like, <clears throat> they were like the, the main guys behind Tales from the Crypt. I think they took over season three or something. I forget okay. what. Yeah. And so, you know, so they produced those movies and, uh, uh, Bordela Blood was supposed to be like so originally the sequel to Demon Knight. Well, it wasn't really a sequel, it was gonna be a second movie. They're gonna do three Tales from the Crypt movies, uh, and they had the second one literally they had they had uh everything set ready to go. They were doing there were um. They were doing like all the location scouting and you know literally about to get going on this movie i, th- I think it was called like dead easy or something like that i can't remember the name of it okay um it supposed to be a totally different story It was supposed to tie in a little bit better with uh with demonite as well and then um for some reason um for a bunch of pol- hollywood politic bullshit basically uh the, the the studio basically stopped production on what they were supposed to be making like as like literally right right before they're supposed to go into shooting right Forced this other script on them that was like uh um like like that it was like a whole story behind why that what the script itself wasn't really originally told from the crypt script it was some other thing that they had to like try to make into tales from the crypt they uh they then like um basically were forced into having Dennis Miller as main main uh, character, essentially, okay. even though, like, Dennis Miller made it quite clear that he was doing it for the paycheck. Right. And apparently was, like, a huge pain in the ass and would never, like, say it, you know, always had to try to make up his own lines for everything. And, yeah, apparently it was just a nightmare to deal with. Okay. The whole time and they were making the movie, like, no, uh, uh, nobody involved in the movie had anything good to say about him. And, um, yeah, and then just, like, every... Uh, and then the you know, the movie was supposed to be set in you know New Orleans, and they were actually originally going to shoot their other movie in New Orleans, but then the then the, the studio made them film it in Vancouver, <laughs> <So> then, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it was just like and then because of some some stuff, yeah, just like almost everything that could go wrong with a movie went wrong, and with that movie, uh, it's amazing that the movie's even watchable. Really, you know, like if you learn the, the story behind it, and they did a. Podcast called uh, "How Not to Make a Movie." So okay. there's a po- whole podcast about about the whole um, whole thing, and yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, because um, they did uh, there's a podcast called "Dads from the Crypt." Okay. Then they go through every they they're doing like every episode of Tales from the Crypt, they talk about it and everything, and um, they were getting people from the show like doing interviews with them and everything.
2: Uh-huh.
0: and uh and yeah and that's that's kind of what sparked all that off i guess is that they did an interview with i think it was gil adler um, uh, you know uh yeah one you know with the producer guys and yeah and then they, they they decided hey let's let's make a podcast about this whole like horrible nightmare of making this movie of nice. like to get it out out of their system i guess you know and uh, right yeah. <clears throat> it's um it's just like it's crazy sometimes hollywood is just crazy like oh yeah decisions certain producers make like uh i mean it probably wouldn't worse for them if they were working with uh the weinsteins who are apparently a horrible nightmare you know like in every right. possible way like
1: <laughs> have you ever heard rob zombie ever talk about him
0: yeah i was listening to i was in a few interviews with, like he did one of mcgarris where he was just talking about it and and uh he and he went even even more into it on the episode he did with charlie band's podcast like Rob Zombie does the best like Weinstein like uh, impression. It's so funny. Oh yeah, it is. Like yeah, it is, yeah. They're both both Harvey and Bob Weinstein were just fucking little ba- bastards, basically. Right. You know, like like nobody is. It's so crazy that, that yeah. I mean they there's so many movies that they ruined. You know what I mean? Oh. Like like if you look at like pretty much any dimension movie essentially right like you know like Hellraiser 4 for example could have been a pretty good movie but they kept meddling with it you know and they did the same things with the halloween movies i mean that they're the reason why halloween 6 got so fucked up you know right i mean they were literally doing halloween 6 was supposed to be was basically filmed and done and then they went and did shoot reshoots and stuff without Mustafa Akkad or the director knowing and then they, they just it. yeah like the director the writer the Akkad's no one knew that they like did all these reshoots and basically completely changed the ending until it was like they basically did it and they're like no we were gonna do all this and you know we're gonna release right. it cause we have a power of that you know like they're fucking just horrible people
1: right yeah and Zombie talks about like they come in like ch- try to change the script every day and he's like yeah, no, that sounds fucking great. Yeah, I'm not using it. Yeah. <laughs> you I can't re- say that. Yeah, well I'm okay, I'll put it in for you, I
0: promise.
1: Where's that scene? Oh, uh, I don't know, must have got fucking cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember he was saying in one of the interviews, he's talking about how um uh, I think it was um um after the first Halloween movie came out, I think Bob Weinstein or something was like that was most horrible piece of shit I've ever seen, or something like that. Like literally, this right. type of stuff. And then, when they're doing Halloween, H- one, made, one made so much money. And then Halloween two, I guess he, Bob Weinstein was like literally showing Rob Zombie like the trailer for Halloween one, be like, "This is what we want." <laughs> right. He's like, "I made that movie," <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. Like, he's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He was like, he felt like he was being like, he was like, he's being talked to you as if he was like had nothing to do with the original movie right just like yeah people were psych psychotic you can kind of understand why after that rob zombie never worked in the studio again until right. until the monsters i think was the first studio movies done in since yeah. Halloween howling too because uh well i mean wars of salem was a Blum, blumhouse was only like a million dollar movie right and then, i mean both was you know 31 was was crowdfunded i think and then yeah. part, partially right and then uh, yeah three from hell was was completely independent as well yeah yeah i hope he makes a good, a good movie again though
1: god i hope so god, god i hope so
0: because uh, i mean 31 was okay right that ending's stupid though yeah the ending's stupid but i mean it was it was it was entertaining for the most part i right. you know i like parts of it you know yeah but, uh, yeah, Three from Hell, uh, that was... Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs>
1: we shouldn't exist, damn it. the deer stopped us that night. That should have been our warning.
0: <laughs> yeah. I almost got hit by a deer trying to go see a movie.
1: Right. That should have just been like, oh, that's that's a sign. This movie
0: suck. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't end up going to see it, so... No, no. <laughs> Although, yeah, I need to see if I can still get tickets for the House of Thousand Corpses, because that's going to oh, be yeah, in the dude. theaters. In October, I need to see if the, those tickets are still available. Yeah, because yeah, that'd be cool. That's my favorite Rob Zombie movie.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, it's such a great fucking movie.
0: Yeah, like I I like it more than, uh, um, Devil's Rejects.
1: Right. Like uh, that and, opening is great.
0: Yeah, with uh, with Captain Swalding.
1: Yeah. Fuck your mama. Fuck. <laughs> Especially, fuck you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I just um, I'm gonna rewatch Lords of Salem*. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think we, should, I think that that's a good. I want to rewatch it and try to see see if I like. Because I a lot of people I know who I use taste I trust like that movie. So I think I'm gonna get. I'm gonna yes. give it a shot. Nice. I mean, yeah.
1: I just could not get into it. I tried. Oh, I tried. Took me two days to watch it, but I didn't make it through it. I just couldn't get into it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give another shot. It's been, you know, almost ten years since it came out. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I I still
2: would
1: love to see Rob Zombies Crow.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool. But yeah. I'm curious what he's gonna do now after the monsters. Yeah like yeah hopefully he does something better <laughs> that movie yeah. took me a long time to get
3: through
0: uh, yeah. I'm not gonna watch that movie ever yeah don't don't
1: trust me you're better off took me what almost a week
0: yeah because you could only make it through like 20 minutes at a time without wanting to kill Sherry Moon <laughs> yeah pretty much A horrible voice she does.
1: Oh God, so bad.
0: Yeah, i just hoping. Yeah, I hope he does some some good movies. I mean, at least his music stayed pretty consistent, but his movies, right? Yeah, they've been kind of going downhill. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to definitely like later on in the year. I definitely want to do "End of Days" for New Year's Eve. For New Year's, oh, yeah. yeah, like I think that would be cool. New Year's one, I mean, yeah, and um, yeah, during the winter at some point, I'd like to do Shining as well. Oh, hell yeah, should we
1: do both of them or just a shot?
0: Um, I don't know, I mean, that might be a good excuse. I mean, to watch the mini series as well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, yeah, maybe we could do both, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I just like to do The Shining in the winter because, that you know, yep. it's a winter horror movie for me. Oh, will say I'm here, dude, all the way. So I definitely think next winter, yeah, during this winter, we should do do The Shining, and we yeah, we can maybe do both or and uh, talk about them and talk about differences because I actually haven't heard a podcast do that. They usually just cover the, the Stanley Kubrick movie. Right. Like, I've, I haven't heard a podcast cover the TV show, a miniseries. So, yeah, I think that might be kind of cool yeah i mean you want lend me that Dvd and uh, yeah I just watch yeah. it and then... if we do that
1: send it back to me so i can watch it <laughs>
0: yeah exactly i'll watch it and give it back to you and then you can then you you watch yeah i'll watch it and then give it back to you. you can watch it and then i think it'd be kind of cool to talk about that and like the the differences between the two Hell, yeah i do so yeah we'll do that during the winter at some point so you yeah, know figured like Give people a taste of taste of what's going to be going on over the next few months.
3: Oh yeah.
0: But yeah, I guess we'll close out now and and, um, cool. Thanks for, thanks again, Mike. And uh, until next time. Awesome, dude.
3: (laughs) To walk the